0: Welcome to CEO Interviews, a production of GORCOM, in which we take the time to speak with small-cap executives about what's going on at their companies. With us today, happy to have him in the company for the first time ever. Silas Garrison, he's CEO of Healthspace Data Systems, trades on the CSC under HS for our friends in the U.S., HDLSF for our friends in Europe on Frankfurt under 38H. Now, for those of you who are new to the story, and that's going to be a lot of you because the company has been in stealth mode on purpose, that's by design, but now they're starting to really get out there and market the company. Here's what you need to know. If there's one thing we all know about governments, and I don't care if it's local, right up to federal, we know that they've got a ton of responsibility, but they're also, also hugely inefficient, all right? So who, who on the Zoom call, watching, listening, hasn't had a bit of a bad experience with government? Usually it's because one department fails to talk to another disorganized health space, empowers government efficiency and that's powered them to become the leading technology company providing both enterprise and mobile internet-based applications currently listen to this to over 500 state and local government organizations across north america so they're not just talking the talk they're walking the walk and just in just over the last couple of months they've announced uh, deals and deals and contracts with, contracts with Sonoma County out of California, Jackson County out of Missouri, Illinois, Ontario, the Wisconsin Department of Agriculture. So the company is executing. What they're executing on is they currently offer the only, that's really important, the only integrated product suite that incorporates inspection, administration, and analytics across all platforms in North America. Uh, It's also entered into the FinTech space by creating a payment platform that streamlines the intake of government revenue uh, for the agencies it serves. How frustrating it has been for all of us if you've ever been in a situation where how do you make a payment for a license or something like that? And it's difficult to get it done. They're solving that problem. So what they've done is they've built a sc- scalable business. It's fully funded and they've got an all-time high sales pipeline of over $18 million and growing. 98% client retention year over year. Because they're a SaaS model, predictable recurring revenues, and they're targeting over $10 million, that's 100% increase from the year-end 2020 in annual recurring revenue over the next 12 to 18 months. There's a story, let's dive into it more. Silas, welcome to the show. George, thank you so much for having me on. Great to have you, especially when you're a small cap company that's solving such a major problem with technology. So before we do any deep dive into what you guys are doing, how big of a problem are you solving? Because you've already got 500 government agencies using your software.
1: Well, across the whole spectrum of government, you know it doesn't take a lot of explaining to know that they handle a lot of data, massive amounts of regulation, everything that you come into contact with as a citizen, whether that's going to your neighborhood eatery, going down to the beach and the water quality, all of that is yeah. regulated and managed, tested, for cleanliness and safety. And all of that requires a government agency to have software that enables them to be able to track that, to efficiently manage all of that information. So how big is the opportunity? You know, government IT, just on a, the US alone, state and local basis, they're projected to spend $120 billion this year on IT services. So the problem and the amount of money that's thrown after it is absolutely
0: massive and it's the the pro not only is spending a ton of money but they're also kind of disorganized right they've got patch jobs of software and systems that's why you've got the only integrated product suite so i gave a, a hopefully a really good overview of what you guys do maybe you can give us some st- specifics in describing exactly what health space does to improve the efficiency of of governments
1: yeah so each one of our agencies, the customers that we serve, uh, typically is going to you know, inspect thousands of uh, restaurants. And in order to do that, you have to have the ability to run your schedules for your inspectors. So if you have 50 inspectors that are gonna go out you know, multiple times a week out into what they call the field, you're gonna need something to tell you, well, how do we organize this? How do we know which ones to tackle this week, which ones to tackle next week? And so our software platform in a very simple one example allows them to very efficiently manage their workflow so they know what's coming up, what they need to get done. uh, And once they complete, you know, that a task, that inspection, they're automatically scheduled. And the best thing about it, because it's, you know, a cloud based solution, we can also efficiently route these inspectors. So if you have four restaurants that you have to inspect across a large metropolitan area, it doesn't make sense to go to the north and then to the south we can actually route them utilizing google maps and gis and so those are kind of the efficiencies there's a lot that goes into how does government utilize software and what do they need it for uh so that's just a small snippet uh, of some of the ways
0: the city of san francisco uh environmental health contract last january that seemed like i mean first of all city of san francisco that's massive uh, mm-hmm. And environmental health department—that's got to be incredibly important to them. That seemed like a true inflection point for HealthSpace. Uh, let's talk about the importance of that contract and what it's done for HealthSpace, because I have to presume that you, that really puts you on the map uh, and and really uh, increase your visibility and credibility amongst all government agencies across the U.S.
1: And yeah, the it like. definitely did. Yeah, uh, you know, the City of San Francisco is one of those deals that you know, change things both internally and externally. Internally, it was it was a big shot in the arm. You know, we have worked so long on building out our cloud solution. Um, you know, in 2018 is when we first launched it. and made it commercially viable. And at that point in time, we started to actually really revamp our sales process. And it took, you know, a year and a half before the market started to really respond to that. And San Francisco is kind of a perfect example of, you know, one of the largest, most tech-oriented cities in America uh, chose us out of virtually every other vendor in the space. And they called us head and shoulders above the rest uh, because our solution was that much more compelling and word quickly spread throughout the industry. And so the market chatter is, you know, if it's good enough for the beating heart of Silicon Valley, it must be good enough
0: for us. What do you think differentiates you guys? Because if there's, if it's a $120 billion market, I've got to assume every major software company on the planet uh, is going after all this kind of business. And yet you guys have, you've got over 500 government agencies and you're growing just within the, with the, some of the, some of the counties and States that I mentioned earlier in my intro, can you, can you give us a differentiator, you know, uh, without going into, I know you, you can go deep dive into the tech, but, you know, wide city of San Francisco saying, hey, we're going with this small cap, you know, Canadian company called Healthspace.
1: Yeah, it goes to a couple of different reasons. Is one, our people make a huge difference. You know, these agencies, there's a lot of intrinsic knowledge that they have with them. And when when it comes to software, one of the things that I'll say is, software is meant to improve the lives of everyday people. You know, whether you're using a CRM to track your sales or, you know, some other software to improve efficiency, uh, ours is no different, but a lot of people don't, especially tech oriented companies, they don't like to spend time building it for the government space because every single county, city, jurisdiction across North America does things slightly different. And that means that the software platform has to be nimble and flexible, but In the same way, it also has to be extremely powerful. And and so those two things usually do not coincide. Highly powerful, very nimble. You either have to choose one or the other. And it just so happens that our platform really does both very well.
0: Yeah, because if you're a big software company, you've got the power, that's for sure, but it's not nimble, right? It's here is our software, plug this in. We can't make very many variations. And if we do, it's one hell of a long and expensive process, right? Very much so. That is so accurate. So the good news is you guys are executing. You got a massive market to go into. But the challenge I see is that how do you get your name out to, you know, city of San Francisco, Jackson County, Missouri, you know, how do you cover all that space without spending an inordinate amount of money on, on sales teams that sometimes can crush companies just because they need to spend so much money on sales and marketing. How do you guys, how do you guys get your distribution?
1: So one of the nice things about government is they're not buying from Facebook ads. So there's not a way that you know uh, a large uh, provider that could outspend us 10 to one, 100 to one, you know they're not going to go out there and do that because that actually okay. doesn't make a difference. Really, what government relies on is word of mouth, reputation, and then kind of proof is in the pudding. What is the product like? Uh, I'm happy to say, as you mentioned in your intro, we have a 98% customer attention rate over the 20 years of history we have as a company. You know, that really speaks to how we treat each of our customers. We call each of our customers a partner. And when we enter into a partnership to for the furtherance of more efficient government, not only is our product superior but our service, our ability to, you know, integrate and relate to what they're doing on the ground um, is really the big differentiator. And that word of mouth kind of groundswell effect is what will, you know, propel you to grow the fastest in government.
0: When you say the proof is in the pudding. You've got your sales pipeline as at an all time high right now of over $18 million. I think that may be even bigger. Tell us what that pipeline, when you say pipeline, is thats that, is that- contracts and tenders you are going after is that some kind of indications how do you measure that pipeline? Yeah, so the
1: pipeline is things that we have visibility on but the interesting thing about the pipeline you know it's you know 18 million dollars and growing um, and that is uh, the totality of you know multi-year contracts that we can see you know, opportunities that we know a large city on the West Coast might be going to bid in the summertime or uh, an agency that's on the cusp of signing a contract with us right now. But really what is interesting about this space and the evolution of how our sales pipeline has really uh, exploded is there are opportunities that kind of are popping up out of the woodwork simply because the more you sell, It's a snowball effect. You know, once we sell city of Fort Worth, one of our customers, we just close the city of Dallas because those neighbors talk, we just closed city of San Francisco. Now we just announced Sonoma, just north of San Francisco. There's a snowball effect and that groundswell will continue to build this year and many years to come. And one of the things I'll say, George, is different agency types. You know, one of the things we haven't talked about in our pipeline is how, We just closed our first clinical health department this year, a different agency than the environmental health department, such as San Francisco. So there's multiple ways we can continue to really expand our saturation in the government market.
0: Is there a particular, I'm glad you brought that up. Is there a particular vertical that you guys focused on? at the beginning rather than because government departments like you said range there's a hundred I don't know how many different hundreds of gov- different government departments did you guys focus on inspections or health first to get your foot in the door and is that the strategy get your foot in the door with a great solution and then as you said it becomes viral yeah
1: we did we focused very intently on environmental health environmental health being that agency across the board that regulates private industries such as You know, restaurants, hotels, and all those things that a citizen can interact with that potentially can make them sick. And we really focus in on making our platform efficient for licensing, inspection, and what you know government will call billing, all their financial matters. But that those three core tentpoles really have so much applicability into, as you said, you know, there's thousands. Well, you know, there's dozens of different agency types that have those three core tentpoles. And we're just going after one at a time and building traction. And soon enough, you'll see that when the name HealthSpace is mentioned in the governmental circles, they're gonna think that's the cloud solution I need. That's our end goal.
0: I love the fact that you guys also entered into FinTech because I think we've all been there where you need to make a payment for something. for example, we we built a home a few years ago, and we had to deal with the local, you know, with the local building departments. And every time you had to make a payment or something like that, you actually had to physically go in, right? Uh, there wasn't easy way to do this. Is this why you guys are entering the fintech space to create a payment platform for governments to take revenues? And if so, is there a particular vertical that you're focusing on? or are you just going back to all your existing clients and say, hey guys, we've now got you know, a payment platform you can bolt on? It's really all of the above. You know, There's not a good integrated
1: digital payment solution offered directly to government. Uh, one of the things about that is government agencies, you may be able to find in your local jurisdiction, county, maybe a way to pay online, maybe not. Most of the time you can't, but even if you can, it's not integrated into the rest of the workflow. You know it's exactly. very manual and what that really means again our focus is on creating efficiencies for government what that means is that these agencies these government agencies are having to spend more time taking that digital payment and then reconciling it to okay who paid okay who's licensing yeah. and that issuing you know all of that stuff and what we've done is created a, a payment solution that when that payment is transacted immediately updates the record can issue the license it knows who's paying so all of it being integrated creates so much efficiency on numerous fronts. And really, we're, we're tackling both existing customers and we're going after new markets with this solution as well.
0: How do you guys generate revenue from the fintech side? Are you like just like any other payment platform? You take a small percentage of the transaction?
1: Yeah, we take a small percentage. And, you know, in, at, on each transaction, it's it's not a huge amount of money. But you know, just like Visa, Mastercard, and all the players out there, you know, you make it up in volume. So while we are able to, you know, make a few pennies or even maybe a dollar on a transaction, there are millions of transactions
0: that could be represented in this market opportunity. So based on everything we've talked about, the pipeline uh, and everything going on, fintech being added, what does the future look like over the next? two, three years, I'm sure you got a 10 year vision of the company, but uh, you know, mo- I think some people watching wouldn't believe that there's this level of, of software um, need at, at, at all local levels of government. I didn't even think, I mean, I always knew there was inefficiencies, but I had no idea there was this level of need and that you guys are filling it so effectively. So what does the company look like in the next two to three years?
1: Over the next few years, our goal is to get to over 50 million in revenue over the next few years. The opportunity is so, so enormous that you know, we're working on scaling, scaling our operations, scaling our sales team. And you know, as we hit these different inflection points, the market opportunity is there. It's just about capturing it.
0: And when you're talking over $50 million in revenue, Most of that, and correct me if I'm wrong, but that's high percentage margin, right? Because this is software as a service. It's not like you're selling $50 million worth of hand sanitizer that costs you, you know, 65% in just cost. This is software. So what percentage, given the fact you guys are SaaS, what kind of margin do you guys work on? Yeah, we
1: work off a very high margin and that is going to continue to improve at scale, you know this is one of those things that at our current size you know we've stacked up a lot we've we've increased our costs to really blow the doors out on our sales and as we you know crest that 10 million in revenue going up to 20 and 30 and beyond you know the margins actually get healthier as you intake more revenue because what we're able to do is actually spread load a lot of our team so high margin in the you know 80% range on that subscription that that annual revenue, uh, because really the only thing that co- that we have to pay for is you know server space and customer support once a customer is live, so high margin revenue.
0: And last part I want to ask you is just for more of the short term, more 2021, February 23rd, uh, and and you announced an intent to be awarded from Sonoma County that would be about seven hundred thousand dollars over five years U.S. February 22nd, Jackson County. Uh, Missouri, Illinois, Ontario, some of the numbers in there are $260,000 over five years. Uh, uh, And then February 1st, $2 million million contract with the state of Wisconsin, Department of Agriculture. Are you guys really accelerating? uh, Or is this just a case of first quarter maybe is the busy time for your industry because perhaps budgets are set. Uh, So which one is, is it it, the surge because of the way the business, or does that look like the flow uh, that might be coming out over 2021? So
1: Q1 was actually very, very uh, lucrative for us in terms of we close a lot of contracts, but that's really only the beginning. You know, It was the highest Q1 in terms of dollar uh, figure contracts we've closed on record for the company, but Q2 and Q3 are shaping up to actually close even more deals. Uh, some that are very sizable beyond what we closed in Q1. And so this is really the trend that's going to continue. Uh, It's by no means an anomaly or just that government signs all their deals, you know, January to March. In fact, government typically signs more deals through the summer months and fall. So I do anticipate a much more active 2021.
0: Well, then it looks like we're going to have a lot of reasons to have you back on in 2021. Looking forward to hearing about more contract wins. And look, I think today was a good general overview of what health space does right but i can't wait for future contracts i want to dig deeper into what are you guys doing on specific like the environmental health solution and you know and and the steps that you guys have incorporated and how you're making governments more efficient because i think that's fascinating too but today silas great to hear the big picture of the company and congratulations man i mean it's no small feat for everybody at home, if you take it for granted, it's no small feat for a small cap Canadian company to be having this level of success with U.S. government agencies, you know, from local all the way up. Uh, and, and and the you guys are off to a fantastic start. So I just see that continuing. I can't wait to have you back on. Awesome, George. I really appreciate you having me on. Hey, any last words for your shareholders? Because you've had a lot of patient shareholders who have kind of been waiting for this 2021 moment. So I'll leave last words to you. Yeah,
1: absolutely. You know, having spent 20 years in government I have, and technology, I've just never seen a time where the market is really ripe for disruption. Uh, five years ago, you know, government really was reticent on what it would look like to adopt a cloud solution. Now it's the only thing that they want and virtually no other vendors are offering a cloud solution, especially one that does exactly what our platform does. So I'm very excited, not just about 2021, but the next few years should be really a a very exciting ride for the growth of health
0: space. You've been watching or you've been listening by podcast on Spotify, Google, Apple, your favorite podcast platform to Silas Garrison, the CEO, health space data systems trades on the CSC, on the stock symbol HS for our friends in the US, HDSLF, and for our friends in Europe on Frankfurt under 38H. Your job now is you gotta do your due diligence. Two ways to do that. First, get over to Agoracom, take a look at the health space pro, uh, hub there, go into the profile section and take a look at the information we've laid out for you because we know that sometimes software, especially when it's specific to government, isn't something we can all relate to. So you want to get a really good understanding, get there. Then from there, link over to uh, Healthspace's website and you can see it just above Silas's head there, healthspace.com, not healthspace.com.com, all right? I'm going to talk to my creative guys about eliminating that.com, but get over there as well. Do your deep dive. Uh, When I'm going to tell you, third-party validation is everything in the small cap world. And when you got over 500 government agencies using your software, using your platforms, the kind of wins they've announced already uh, in Q1 here, we're not even done March, we're almost there. And, And to hear that's probably the best Q1 ever in the company's history. It means they're executing, they're accelerating, and now you've found them and hopefully you've discovered your next great small cap company. Don't say we didn't tell you so 12 months from now. Have a great day. See you next time.